Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Hello and you're very welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe, together with Guinness. Trimby, it is week... What week is it? Is it week? It's it's week three. Three. How are you getting on? Fine, fine. I think this is a turning point. I think... um, I remember hearing at the start that they said, we are going to hear from the Queen at some stage and we're going to hear from the Queen when we most need her. (laughs) If I was massively into what the Queen was saying, I think I would have got a bit of energy out of that, but I still think I need something because I think we're we're all at a little bit of a dip. Anybody talk to is talking about Groundhog Day and uh, we're experiencing Groundhog Day massively, just falling into what I would say what uh what it's a routine but potentially it could be described as a rot as well okay <laughs> so i mean there, line. there is there is but it's it's nice to get into a routine but yeah there's a couple of things um couple, we have become a big part of our routine obviously i've been watching a lot of movies recently and um uh i am legend is one of my favorite movies i know you're not a fan but um very appropriate at the minute and uh and one of the things he does is the routine. He just sticks to his routine, adamantly gets up, he does his chin-ups. He just gets ripped and stacked. And uh, then he goes to the shop, rents a movie, then he goes, does his shopping. Then he becomes a scientist all of a sudden. I know mm. you've got issues. He puts his glasses on. He puts his glasses <laughs> yeah. on and he becomes a scientist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, But anyway, his routine is important. We've fallen into a bit of a routine. Of, we've become um, a big part of our routine in the mornings is – We've become the the host, like the breakfast host for all the neighborhood cats. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're we're not cat lovers. <laughs> no, it's not for me because I'm allergic. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what? They just come around and sit at your back door. They all there's four different cats. Um, there's um, uh, Ginger, um, Reva, mm-hmm. and then a black cat, a black cat, and a white cat. And it's like they're all like baying for our attention and just they just they're all like competing with each other. It's almost like one of them came one day and then word got out amongst the cat community. <laughs> these guys are coming these guys are giving out ham breakfast. So, <laughs> I mean kids love it. Kids love it. And but all the all the, it's like they're competitive with each other. All the cats, they're all like trying to impress us in different ways. At the minute, the black cat and the white cat, we're not really that bothered about them. They've got a bit of attitude, a bit of sass. So uh, Reva, then the kind of brownie striped cat, she's a bit overconfident. She's made her way into the house at one stage. Oh, wow. like, listen, through cat, window or just the back door? And a coaster in <laughs> through, the window, through the patio door, to be fair. <laughs> uh, uh, but um, then Ginger, Ginger's cute. And she's a favorite with Molly and Jack as well. So, um, But yeah, that's, that's our routine. Feed the cats in the morning, yeah. then get on with your day. <laughs> what's yours you know if we the cats will eat you if you um if you die that's what they say the main difference is between them a cat and a dog that is if you'd eat or if you die and you're you're alone with your cat the cat will eat you to, to survive um and the dog wouldn't the dog would just lay by your feet and die with you which yeah. uh just shows me that dogs are a little bit stupid and cats are smart there's two, well, there's two different ways, two different conclusions to come to here. Cats are smart <laughs> slash ruthless. Dogs are more loyal. I'd eat, I'd eat you, man, if I, if I, if I die, if you died and you were beside me. Just so, 
I could tell this. T- I could tell the tale of of your your hero heroism after you'd gone. Just so that you could uh, continue the podcast with someone else and tell a funny story about how you at the previous co-host. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> their ratings would be huge, but they go through the roof. Um, yeah. Come here, watching the Queen say, "I was be- I was going to watch her, but then someone pointed out that The Rock was doing a a, a cooking show on his Instagram, so I ended up watching." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, it sorry, was, Queen. It was, it was just, just what you'd expect. <clears throat> just saying about um, how um, we might look back at, at this generation, and be very proud of what what we accomplished um, um, through um, good humoured. Um, I don't know. I can't remember something about humour, like something about humour, <laughs> which she rated as quite important. <laughs> uh, speaking um, of it, every time I see the Queen is going to address the, the nation, I automatically think that Queen, the band, are going to address the nation, and I get like really excited. <laughs> Everybody, imagine she just burst into song. <laughs> uh, I'm always disappointed when it's the Queen, but look, uh, she's right. Humor is important, and routine is important. I am. I've just realised that. Do you know that meme where some where some guy will be like. Hold my beer, I got this. Do you know that meme? This is, I feel like me in isolation is me, hold my beer, I got this. I am an absolute pro at this. I get up every day. I've got. I've achieved so much in the last three weeks that I would never have achieved if, if this hadn't happened. So look, I know there's obviously more important issues here and more serious issues that uh, we have to acknowledge and we always will. The people on the front line that we were thinking about that are that are working hard for us. We're actually going to have Jamie Kearns on the Monster Doctor. He's going to he's back working in a hospital in Galway, so he's going to come on and teach us or tell us what what's going on. And we're not allowed to mention the war, obviously. Um, but front then, line. but so front line, yes. Yeah. So we're going to hear all about that. Um, but um, I'm yeah. So I'm a, I'm a pro. I'm I'm like I get up. Do a little bit of exercise, kind of like Will Smith, and I'm I am a robot or whatever that's called. <laughs> I do the. I bought one of those chin up bars. I haven't I haven't put it up yet, so it's just kind of laying by the side of the wall where I'm supposed to put it up. So uh, step one, I've done my five minute, uh, four minute press ups that a lot of penguins have got onto me and said that they've been trying it. Um, one in particular got on and said, I'd have better chance of doing this if I was a penguin with my little flippers than actually doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, have you done any more of that? I've, I've done it, um, most days and, mm. uh, the, the results have been, um, uh, a little bit up and down. I got up to 94, so I'm nearly there. Another few, another few goes I'll get there, I'd say. Yeah. Although I did get, I get a hard, I, like a, a few of my mates in a WhatsApp group were all um, recording ourselves doing it, and um, and they felt like my press ups weren't regulation. I wasn't doing full extension. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a bit concerned about my full extension. I'm very diligent with my chest to the floor. Like my chest hits the floor every time, but my I bounce, full extension. Well, I bounce off the floor. I use the oh, floor. Yeah. And yeah. Stuff back up again. So you've, it's harder for you. You've got such long arms, man. Like you've yeah. got double the way to go than most people. At least, yeah. if not triple, triple the way. Um, yeah. I'm effectively doing 300 press-ups in four minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've been doing loads of that. I've been watching a ridiculous amount of television. I've gotten through so many box sets in the last week. Uh, I'll impress you with those later on. I'll give you my one to five that I think people should watch. Um, 
I yesterday Orla pantsed me at the at the the when I was making a sandwich at the kind of kitchen area and she got my jocks and shorts right to the ground and I didn't bother pulling them up. I just kind of c- continued making my sandwich and she was so horrified by the skid marks on my jocks that she was like, <laughs> have you, how long have you been wearing those underpants? And I've been, dis- I've been wearing my tracksuit bottoms as pajamas. So I've been kind of having changed my clothes in about four days. So, uh, I ch- I showered yesterday, so that was that was great. Changed my clothes, felt fresh. Oh, good for you. Yeah, good for I, you. I know. Was, I all, that, that, was all that about the um, about the stand in your pants and push you over? Yeah. Only I just realised that there were there were shed stains. She was, just, <laughs> she was in her bare. She was just in her bare feet. And she was just <laughs> about to stand in them, and she was like, ah. Um, do you remember that was the thing? I got pantsed once by John O'Connor. He was a number seven that played for Munster. And uh, he did it in Mallow uh, petrol station, coming back from training in Cork. And he got me, and I'd, I'd forgot jocks after training, so I adjusted my tracks with bottoms on. And I had an arm full of stuff in the car that I was going to eat in the car. And he, right at the counter, he knew exactly what he's doing. Mm. And then stood on them. It's, there's nothing you can do. No, and that's then, you done. Yeah, and to be fair to him, you take it out of him. Oh yeah, I had to put down everything individually. <laughs> so there's just this girl that was just standing there looking at me. <laughs> You're like, hold that. Would you mind holding that? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Not bad, not bad. Hold that. <laughs> yeah, I need to do that again. I need to get back into that. When we're all when we all get back out of this, let's aim to, to pants, even if it's a random person, just that kind of, just Yeah. No, we'll go from isolation to prison straight away. <laughs> straight back where you started. Ah, shit. Routine. We just have a routine. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing my Monday to Friday. So diligent, getting all my things done. Friday evening, I got four cans of Guinness. And I, there was a great video tutorial of someone how to pour the perfect can of Guinness. Because um, it's just never going to be the same, obviously, as a pint. but. Um, God, yeah, I did a really good job of it. And I had four incredibly tasty pints of Guinness um, out the back garden. Sun has been pretty pretty good to us. He's coming out. I think it might have a heat wave coming as well, which would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, people uh, aren't going for people aren't going for drinks anymore. Um people people um people go for a Skype of Guinness or a Zoom of Guinness. Would you join me for a Zoom of Guinness at some stage? Yeah. We'll get, and we'll you know, get I'd love to. Um, but you can't drink it from the you can't drink it from the tin. Like I've been drinking from from the tin, but I got criticised by um, um, a craft beer enthusiast friend of mine for drinking from the tin because you can't smell it. So you actually um, you're actually um, you're you're not getting the full experience. Apparently, mm-hmm. okay, come here. If you were to be able to go for a pint with, like, if you had if if uh, the the evil Corona wizard came and said. Uh, you can each have one afternoon with one person. Who would it be? And you can go for a few pints with one person and just and and like, do you remember when Homer goes to the land of chocolate and he's just running around? Yep. <laughs> if you could just have, if everyone was given an afternoon to run around their city with one of their friends and do whatever they wanted. Um, I'm just glad had, you said. I'm glad you specified because I thought this was going to be one of those. If you could invite one famous, and everybody's like. 
Bono or whatever. <laughs> it can be. It can be a yeah. famous person, or if you want it to be one of your mates. Well, I, I think I think that's I think that's really stupid because um, in isolation, I don't miss um, famous people. I miss my friends. <laughs> and if if I um, had a, a, a famous person around, we would make kind of awkward chat, and I'd be especially if it was someone who I held in high regard. It would be crap chat because I'd be so um, starstruck. I'm getting one around one of my mates. So I take it that's the spirit of what we're doing here. We're not. Well, I, I, I still put Brad Pitt ahead of most people. Like, I think Brad Pitt's a legend, man. I'd go in and browse around pennies. Nah. Brad, Brad Pitt, go for a walk around the, up the Shannon. Up the Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be gutted. He was like, please, buy, don't pick me, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. What mate would you pick so? Um... Uh, but <laughs> are you free? No, I'm actually not. <laughs> you're you're with Brad. <laughs> I go with Pat. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Fine. It's fine. You can talk about House of Rugby. Yeah. We talk about the All Blacks game in Chicago today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I might pick my dad. My mother will kill me for saying this, but my mother's really good. She rings me on Facebook time every day, so I feel like I'm seeing her all the time, but I haven't seen my dad at all, so I think I'd like to go for a pint with him. Although he's been very good for uh, for sending me memes and stuff like that. Um, he's brilliant. He, he keeps sending me uh, things like, uh, did you see the 1 to 15 type of rugby player? If you were, if you, you know, they can, they can literally... You know the personality of the rugby player. Yeah, yeah, so yes. yeah. Love that. What were you? What was the eleven? Was kind of a bit of a space cadet, I think. Were you? Fourteen. I was, but 14. I can't remember. I can't remember how accurate it was. It was so accurate, all of them. Like I could tell you what person in the position of each one. That was so like that. My one was uh, thirteen. Was I had a lot of girlfriends, which I was like, Ooh. and I had a very strong porn collection. And uh, my dad was like, I really wanted to see that porn collection when we get out of all of this. Uh, so he's proud of me. That's creepy chat yeah. from your dad. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, dad. Yeah. Although he, um, I remember once, do you remember when you didn't own a pair of black socks when you were younger because you only had white socks and then you'd you'd go into your dad's for some reason you needed a pair of black socks you had a meeting or something and you'd go in into your dad's sock drawer and take a pair of his black socks i used to do that and then one day i went in and i found a, a, a video a porn which was uh it was called dominatrix starring <laughs> starring chasey lane she was a beautiful brunette and i was like oh i was like 15 i was like oh my fucking god <laughs> I was in the house of my own, so I took it into my into my brother's room because he had a video, one of those video TVs. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. So you could stick it in. <clears throat> watched the what? I watched it started. I watched the first maybe ten minutes, and uh, I panicked. I thought everyone was coming home, so I put it away. And then the next day, uh, I got home after school. I was the first one home, and I went in to watch. You know, the next little while I could watch, and the fucking. Credits came on, so I was like, "They've been watching it, the dirty bastards." Oh, <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> so you least, um, previously you told a story a while back about how your dad um, caught you um, 
who was it? Who was the who was the picture you printed out and you had it? You had it in the Power kitchen. Ranger. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, what age were you then? Obviously, you'd already been caught with the pink Power Ranger before you went on to catch your dad. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I, I didn't want to say anything. I, I, because it was too good. It was so good to have it that I, I just said, um, this is like the best thing ever. So this went on for a long time, but every time I'd go back, it would be at a different part of the movie. Um, so I was like, I was a little bit taking it as like, this is brilliant gold, but it's scarring me for life as well. Um, but it wasn't until many, many years later that we were on holidays as a family and uh, we realized that it was me and my two brothers that were taking turns watching it. Um, <laughs> it wasn't my parents at all. My parents, had, my dad confiscated it off my older brother, and then, but he knew where he put it, so we all knew where we put it. So we were going in each time watching it. So uh, that's just in case my parents are listening to this. That's you're off the hook. Just in case you're having a heart attack, it wasn't you that were watching it. You were being responsible parents, but you probably should have destroyed the video as opposed to just keeping it right. Well, the fact that they decided to keep it makes me, um, <laughs> makes me suspicious. <laughs> and also, it, they might have heard you explaining that it was them watching it and then just shut off straight away. So they might never get to the punchline of the fact that they're in the clear. Uh, yeah, that's uh, true. Text yeah, well, them. Text them now. Text, tell them text, to make sure and watch this yeah. to its entirety. Okay, speaking of texting, Pat is texting me here, panicking that we need to get off this and move on. So we've got Simon Zebo joining us on the phone from Paris in a few minutes. Uh, can't wait to chat to him. Uh, he's the most positive human being on the planet and the happiest and the most joyful. So I'm wondering, is he still like that or is or is this breaking him a little bit? Hopefully he's a bit broken like the rest yeah. of us. <laughs> Come on, how are you really? How are you really feeling? Let's see if we can make him cry. Uh, we've also going to be joined by Jamie Kearns in a few minutes. Um, but before that, uh, I want to give a big shout out to everyone that's been watching the show since October 2018, really. Uh, we really appreciate you following us along the way, and, and we hope you've uh, you've enjoyed the few isolation episodes. Uh, we had a lovely landmark last week where we passed 4 million listens and views. And we just want to say a big thank you. That blows my mind a little bit, 4 million. 4 million. Let's just take a moment. Yeah. Cheers you with my baraka. Oh, classic. Wonderful. How long do you have that? <laughs> How have you not lost that, man? You got that in the Irish Academy 20 years ago, I'd say. I've got I've got two of these. <laughs> You responsible motherfucker. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, let's right. let's take a quick break and uh, we'll we'll come back with Jamie Kearns, Doctor Jamie Kearns, and then we'll get Zeebs on. And Zeebs is going to help us out with our classic album and movie reviews today. <clears throat> Picked an album that he loves, which is Ready to Die by Notorious B.I.G. and our self isolation classics such as Twenty Eight Days Later, which you watched last night, I Am Legend, Contagion, which I thought said Contagion. And Zombieland. <laughs> well, let's take a quick break and come back with Jamie Kearns. COVID-19 or coronavirus is here. By taking a few simple steps, we can slow the virus down and help protect everyone. Wash your hands more often for at least 20 seconds with soap and water. 
If you cough or sneeze, use a tissue or cover your mouth with your elbow, then bin the tissue and wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose and mouth and keep surfaces clean. Distance yourself at least two meters, six feet away from other people, especially those who might be unwell. Stop shaking hands or hugging when saying hello or greeting other people. For updated factual information and advice, go to hse.ie or call 1850-24-1850. Protection from coronavirus. It's in our hands. Okay, we're delighted to be joined by Dr. Jamie Kearns, the Munster team jock doctor, but who is currently back working in the university hospital in Galway for the next while. Jamie, thanks a million for joining us, man. Uh, how are things? Good, yeah, thanks, lads. Um, yeah, it's strange. Um, it's, a, it's a different kind of situation to be in, and it's, a, it's you know, it's unusual to be kind of talking to everyone from home and lots of Skype phone calls and all that kind of stuff with the players. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's been also, it's been in a strange way, it's been kind of a, the last week or two has actually been quite enjoyable to get back and kind of get back on the front line and kind of try and help out in, in, in the effort, you know. Um, I certainly can't say I've been doing loads. I've done a couple of weeks with it. Um, there's been people there for a lot longer than me, so I don't really kind of give myself a pat on the back just yet. Um, but it, it's been it's been nice to be able to go and do something to have a bit of a privilege to be able to do that, you know. You feel like a bit of purpose. Mm. Have you worked in an emergency department before? Like, was there? A yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I worked. Yeah, so I, I worked there for a good few years. Actually, I know them all in there quite well. Um, and I would have finished up there a couple of years ago just to focus on the the rugby side of things. So when this all came down, Munster were pretty good. I spoke to them about it and said, "Look, I'd be keen to get back and just help out, do something." And um, Munster were very supportive of that. They said, look, this, we'd be delighted for you to do that. Um, and I know the guys in there, so it was pretty easy to get set up again and just go back in, kind of pick up where I left off, to be honest, in some ways. Uh, I, but, I heard D- Dr. Tony on the on the, the the general media press release the other day saying that when he was in St. Vincent's the other day getting checked up, the hospital was really quiet, eerily quiet, and he was kind of recommending that people who have who would regularly go to a hospital for something that that, that an issue or something that might uh, come up have stopped going to the hospital, thinking that it's going to be bedlam out there or that it's dangerous. Um, is that something similar in Galway? Yeah, it is very much so, and I think that's that's actually just a really important message to get across to people. Um, not to panic people, but also that not to neglect themselves either, because, you know, the stuff that normally happens that we would have been seeing in the emergency department with the heart attacks, the pneumonias, the all those things are critical that you see those straight away, that you don't wait around and hang around at home thinking, well, I don't want to go in and get a virus because this thing, you know, I, this can wait. I think it's important that people don't neglect their health as well. And I think, you know, you've seen the messages around that like the GPs aren't closed. They're just being a bit more cautious around who comes in and out to the uh, to the surgeries. But I think that's really important. There's still people out there, if you're not sure, just pick up the phone and ring, ring your doctor, ring whoever, because you don't want to see people neglect their health because they're worried about catching something else. And that's actually really important because it could lead to, you know, pretty bad outcomes for people otherwise. So that that is important. Um, but in terms of the hospital, it is, it is kind of eerie because, you know, you're used to going to an emergency department where there's, you know, too many people on trolleys and stuff like that and that's not there at the minute which is kind of eerie but then when people are coming in they're coming in they're coming in pretty sick to be honest um so it's 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 definitely um 
it's sobering when that happens. Um, and, and I think that's why it's so important to, that everyone's hands on deck at the minute, you know. Wow. Jimmy, what about um, what about the health of the frontline workers? Um, uh, there's a lot of chat up here about there's not enough equipment to, to keep uh, keep guys safe. Um, is that an issue down there? We're lucky at the minute in the hospital um, in Galway. We seem pretty well stocked, but I know even down in Cork they were running into problem, um, problems down there. They were getting through equipment quite quickly because it's not it, like it's all single use stuff. So you're you're getting through things every time you assess someone. The really hard bit is all the people you see who probably don't have COVID-19, but if they've got a cough or the short of breath for any number of reasons, you've got to just take that precaution because, you know, as it is at the minute, a quarter of all the infections are in healthcare workers. So, you know, that's the bit that probably changes your approach to, to go in. It's not like in the past going in working in the emergency department where you go in and go, right, I'm going to see people and hopefully make people better or do whatever, get the right treatment. You're also going and going, am I going to be safe? Uh, Am I going to come home healthy? Because, you know, that's the scary bit, I suppose. That's the bit that is the change, the, the, the little bit of sombering thing. And I think for the most part, you just have to put that to the back of your head and just just be appropriate. Make sure you take all the measures you can and just, just go in and try and do your job as best you can. But it is definitely in the back of your mind, definitely. Um, you, you see, I, I don't think Twitter has been good for my uh, mental health, to be honest, when you see all it the It never numbers. is. No, no. Uh, I should have learned this, but uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah. I only started to go back on again recently. I picked bad times to go on Twitter. Um, yeah, no, it's it's it is so. Brief. You see, you see the number of people across the world. I think it's like something like 170 healthcare workers have died. Um, and, and what was scary was someone's put up a list of the, the people just as a kind of a recognition. And you look through the ages and you go, Christ, they're all the same age as I am. Um, and that is the bit that, you know, I think it's hard for people in general to process, you know, when you see like, what is it, 170,000 people dead worldwide. I don't think you can process that number. But then when you start to see it yeah. as a smaller group and it's individuals and it's an individual story, you process and go, OK, wow, that's actually quite close to home. Um, and it's just the reality of it all. And that's not to try and frighten or scare people, but I think it's just so important to people because you can kind of get lulled into a false yeah. sense of oh, everything's grand because I'm sitting at home and, you know, having a nice time with my family. And that's all really positive. Mm. But just not to think that this is going away anytime soon is important as well. Like, and that's again, it's just about a balance message, not trying to scare people because there's that side of it as well. It can be quite scary. But I think if you're at home and you're doing all the right things, you'll be fine. Um, I think that's important to know as well. You know, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do feel like that's that's the only thing we can do is kind of stay at home. And uh, <clears throat> it, there is a lot of fear out there. And when you see someone from like Twitter has been bad, I've seen hospital workers and nurses and doctors who are come out and said they're genuinely terrified um that this isn't what they signed up for and that that for me really hits home um is that something that you that you've witnessed yourself up there that that there's a fear I, yeah the staff? i think i think what what we're lucky with because go is been relatively um compared to the rest of the country there hasn't been as many cases now there's still people coming in and you can still see when you're gowning up and you're going in, you're coming out, you're very conscious of everything you're doing in terms of trying to make sure that you're, you're, you're doing everything in the right order, that you're not taking off equipment, you're not contaminating yourself. And there is that little bit of fear around people. But again, like anything, and particularly when you work in a hospital, you understand this, is, is there's a certain sense of camaraderie. There's a bit of 
people kind of sticking together on it. And there's definitely a very good united purpose. I think that's important mm. to know that it extends not just, it's not just like me going in doing a couple of shifts. It certainly isn't me. It's, it's, it's everyone. It's, it's the nursing staff. It's the cleaners going in. Like that's mm. one of the jobs where I go, my God, people don't get paid enough to do that, where you're being told, right, there's a really dangerous virus in there. Go in and clean that room every time someone comes in. I don't think we yeah. pay people enough to do that. Like it's just. Oh, no, you're right. That's I a fair that's, point. I think we missed that a bit. Um, like Jesus, that that's the important stuff. But again, everyone plays their part by just being sensible and smart and taking what is a good opportunity to actually, you know, go home, learn something, spend time with your family. It's actually on that side of it, it's actually been really nice. It's been lovely. Um, have you been able to do that, or what's your what's your yeah? Yeah, because I'm only in there three days a week at the minute. So the other four days I'm home with my, you know, three young kids and it's actually been really nice. My wife actually kind of thinks it's a bit of a holiday for her because she's normally doing all this <laughs> on her own. Like I'm away the whole time usually. So especially with matches and away at weekends. So she's she's delighted. Um, and it's nice for the kids. They 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 think this is great. Like So they're, they're having a great time. Um, how how uh, old are the kids? Uh, we have six, five and two. So uh, it's okay. busy. And, and our oldest child actually has autism. So that's actually been... You know, I think I could understand for a lot of people out there who have any child with a disability, it's, it's, it can be a challenge. Now, we've actually kind of seen the benefit of it because he's been we were able to kind of have a bit of both of us there and we can give attention yeah, to yeah, him, yeah. give a bit of routine and stuff. There's a lot of trampoline work going on. Um, our neighbours are probably wondering what's going on in our house. But it's good. It's good. That's been really <laughs> positive. And I mean, it's trying to take that really focus, go, OK, what can we achieve with the time we have now? Because otherwise... It sit there and say, just looking at media and look at different things, and Christ, you'd scare yourself senseless. Like, tell, tell yeah. us a bit, Jimmy, a little bit about. Um, heard some frightening stories about the actual experience of the patients going in because I hadn't appreciated just how how isolated the whole experience is when they go in. They say goodbye to their their family, and then and then that's yeah, it. And that's I, th- I think th- I think that's something that I've read a lot about as well as the both the isolation and the stigma of having something like this because no one wants like you almost feel a little bit like a pry if you pick it up because no one wants to go near you and that's, that's it's a horribly isolating position to be in um and i think that's where <clears throat> that's where you get like the people like the, the particularly the nursing staff are just so good at that where they will they'll stay with someone and they'll give them support um and i don't think that's the bit that i think everyone recognizes what a role a nurse plays and that kind of thing and, and, and how good they are at that kind of thing that that just emotional support because it is i mean you're coming in, you're gowned up, you're masked, you're, you're put in a room on your own. You don't really know what's going on. So that, that's important that you can kind of just give people the information. And for most people, I think the, the other side of it is, you know, 95% of people are going to be okay with this. So it, it, that's important as well, because I think you don't want someone to pick up an illness, go home and think, Christ, this is, you know, I'm going to be locked in a room on my own either. That's important. Um, so for the most part, it, look, it is, yeah, it's very isolating, but it is again. It's it's something that people will come through, and they'll be supported through it. With, as I say, whether it's the healthcare system, nursing assistants, or the doctors going in, they will support that person. You're not going to be left on your own, um, and that is important to know that. Because um, I think otherwise, again, there's nothing worse than the fear of the unknown, um, and that that kind of what can scare people. So I think, look, control what you can control at the minute. Have a bit of a purpose. Have a bit of a connection. Do these kind of things. I think the. The bonus has been, like, you know, the fun stuff where you've kind of gone, gone, you know what, I set up a Zoom with guys I haven't seen for a year and you're having a Zoom night on a Friday night and it's brilliant. It's That's a positive. And 
don't know if you've seen some videos of you know kind of groups doing exercise together and all that stuff so that's where it's got to be positive you know um i think that's a really important thing to keep that connection going um and keep that purpose going which is you know which is what we try to do with the lads as well and the team is just give them a bit of a routine and give them a purpose so not to flog them it's not it's not about that the goal is more about go right let's stay connected and stay purposeful here during all this because uh, otherwise as i say <laughs> idle mind is never good for anyone yeah especially for 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 everyone that's that's sound advice or that's something to take seriously but for guys that are used to being in a team environment and so just thriving on that kind of team culture and team crack and slagging and banter and that changing room environment that's even harder going from that to isolation totally and i like that they're not used to it i mean particularly for the guys i mean some of them as well if they're they're particularly for our guys some of them if they're moving up from cork during the week and they're staying up with people it's a big change. Um, so that's why the whole idea of, and our athletic performance team have been so good on that and, and, and physio staff and just going, right, here, here's the schedule for what you guys need to do these couple of days and almost try and mirror the training week. And, you know, the, the coaches have given them different skills, challenges and stuff. And it's so good because it's just, otherwise, get up in the morning, what are you going to do? Like, you can't watch Netflix for... 16 hours, like. Ah, wait, uh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's the uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> I got some good tips from Jeremy, actually, so he gave me some good tips for movies. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it is just, I think, anything in life, the two most important things are your connection and your and not being isolated. So, like that, trying to have what the coaches have done is we've split the, the squad up into different groups and we've done that throughout both senior and academy. Um, so that everyone has someone they can go to and discuss and just have a connection um, and have different groups as well, which is you know it's a really positive thing to do. Um, so that's that's how we're so trying they to approach group chats on Zoom and, and stuff like that. Is it where they yeah? They I think it's I think the idea is for checking in. So if they need to check in on their physio, they've got a physio dedicated. If it's S and C, they've got that. And then within that, each you guys will be familiar with kind of having the, the different various kind of. Um, what you call it, kind of leaders within the squad. Um, so they, they would each, each group would have one there who would just check in on guys as well and just see everyone's doing okay. Uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of important to do that as well. Like That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm within earshot of David Kilcoyne and uh, Ron Amanda here. I can actually see their houses. And so far, all they've been doing is flying drones with cans of uh, beer touched to them or yeah. attached to them, hanging from them or on them. So, uh, yeah, I'd be intrigued to see what as kind of training as, yeah, they're doing. As long as, as, <laughs> long as Kidder's flying that out and not in, we're okay. <laughs> I know. God help him. There's He's no better man. positivity. For- I think I think the positive for him is you almost have to take take him out of the gym and tell him to stop because I think he's got half of Elbury's stocked into his house now. So uh, they do. Yeah. They live next door to each other and they've got a proper gym out the back garden, which is very impressive. Yeah, that's uh, good, and that's important as well because I think you need that bit of physical outlet as well. Because what's you know you've seen that seen the the plethora of stuff all over of people at home exercise stuff, which is great. It's brilliant. If we could keep this up, yeah. neck when this is hopefully all finishes up, that'd be great as well. You know. Yeah. In the meantime, it's 16 hours of Netflix for me, man. That's uh, awesome, that. yeah. Um, well, look, we, we, you're obviously a very busy man and uh, you have much more important things to do, but we just want to thank you so much for coming on, man. And, and yeah. I think uh, being so positive <laughs> as well, um, you know, you've been realistic and uh, I think we're all, we're all kind of aware now of what we need to do. And um, I think, 
you, you've hit the nail on the head for me is that we, you know, fear and being afraid and being worried is, is not going to help anyone. So um, yeah. being positive and just being knowledgeable and and kind of aware is is yeah. a, a great message. So fair play. I think, yeah, thanks. That's, and I think just if people just remember to just stick with it, it's going to take a little bit longer. But, you know, just as I say, find something f- positive you can focus on that you can do in your own time. And then that's the, that's the way we can make a difference in this. Yeah, Jimmy, I've been blown away. Um, you've been so much more level-headed and, and sensible than what we've come to expect from you on the pitch um, over the last while. So, and that's what everyone said to me before as well. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Um, I know. Look, lads, thanks very much for asking me to come on. It's 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 just important to get those messages across, and just you know, the thing that's been great about all this is the positive, like the community-wise. Like you've just seen how good. Like generally, I think my message is people are sound, uh, and that's what you see, you know. And that's that's the positive yeah. side. But you know, amen. You're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Welcome to the show, Simon Zemo. Thank you. Is he gone? He's there. It's not part of it, seems. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> That's our album of the week. That's our album of the week. And you were going to get the lowdown from you because, to be honest, the two of us have no idea about it. But, um, Zeebs, you're you're probably the most positive person that I know, or the most upbeat and happiest person. So we're going to spend the next twenty minutes trying to drag you down and trying to make you see uh, <laughs> the reality of the situation. Uh, okay. But in all seriousness. How are you doing? Are you still as happy as usual? Or are you are you feeling a little bit isolated? No, feeling good. Feeling feeling um, feeling happy. Spending a lot of time with the kids and um, enjoying enjoying family time. You know, we don't get to to spend this much quality time with our children and uh, um, my my partner, our fiance, as well. So it's uh, it's been good. It's been. Um, the kids have obviously been challenging. They've at times, you know, they've had their moments, but all in all, it's been it's been really good, it's really enjoyable so far. Long way, continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the same. I was we were talking earlier on, and I was like, I this is I'm in my zone here. This is this is where I belong. I belong in isolation, where I can just sit in my underpants all day and watch TV and uh, and indulge constantly. Um, yeah, I have a feeling you might you might be the same, man. I have a feeling. You could be very similar, I think. Yeah, in, yeah. in comfortable waters, yeah. <laughs> very comfortable. This is ideal for me. <laughs> and what's the weather like? Um, the weather's okay. It's it's pretty great today, but in general, all in all, it's been good. Uh, it was twenty three degrees yesterday, so it was, it was really nice to get out uh, to the garden and things like that with the kids. So it's been good. Um, Zeebs, t- uh, talk to us about your get-up. Um, is that uh, is that T-shirt? Is that is that you and uh, Finn Russell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a! I <laughs> I coming through now. I got it. <laughs> I wore the biggie I... T-shirt the day that finished. Yes, I did, boys. I I wore it for you. Did you uh, order it in especially, so or is it Tupac and Biggie? No, it's Tupac and Biggie, yeah. And they're look, they're friends. Mm. Were they not? Were they at? Oh. <laughs> Very yes. slick. Very slick. So, mm. who are you? Are you Tupac? Are you Biggie? I, 
Honestly, I'd be a biggie. I'd be more of a biggie fan anyway. So I'm, uh, I'll take the biggie mantle. Um, I know more of his songs and everything. So, so I, I'm biggie all day. Okay. If um, if you and Finn Russell were Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, which one would you be? <laughs> um, I would probably be Ben Affleck. I'd say no. Matt Damon <laughs> Matt Damon's you know very very um, I don't know kind of nerdy or something you know he wouldn't really suit me Finn can be a little bit of a nerd at times so I'd leave him take that I'd be, I'd be uh, Ben Affleck he's been in a few fighting movies and stuff hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> You've never been in a fight in your life Ah <laughs> uh, stop no stories go way back <laughs> Uh, so talk us through your routine have they got you doing uh, some sort of training while you're at home or what are you up to um, well you try and incorporate a little bit of training alright yeah they, they just before the official lockdown happened we were given the opportunity to come into the training centre and come take watt bikes and um, you know uh, dumbbells kettlebells um, bars all that stuff so I got a few bands and um, I was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, stolen in the water. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so funny. No, I have two kettlebells, all right. One's 5kg, one's 10kg, and I, I do uh, they, they a bit hold, of running. They hold old, they hold old yeah. on the back door while you're out there. They're kind of summer, right? Yeah, pretty much. But um, no, I actually do. We have a big hill right next to our house, so we're able to get out. I can do some hill sprints and stuff. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be uh, very good at doing the weights and things like that. I try, but as the two you know yourself, I'd be more of a runner. So I try to do a bit of hill sprints and, and things like that, just to to keep on my toes. But it's it's hard being stuck inside, you know. And come here, uh, Dunners and Finn live quite nearby, right? So they, do they share the same hill? Um, Finn, he—I <laughs> don't think he's done too much running, to be honest. Yet, <laughs> um, he's waiting until we're close to coming back to playing. But uh, Donners is in a in a lo- in a lovely area, about ten minutes away from here, um, and he gets uh, he has big parks and areas where he can just go out and train, no problem. So, um, yeah, we're all we're all we're all living in the same area or relatively uh, relatively close. So. We um we're not allowed to train together, but you know the boys would be we'd be keeping on top of this the, the I, training. Yeah, I'd say Donegal is, is finding it harder than most to not talk to people. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just He's talking to so... strangers. Just talking to strangers. Encroaching <laughs> one two meters. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, 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 straight up in their face. <laughs> <laughs> I was going there, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's a gas man. Uh, how about how about the old pair, man? Have you been talking to your parents back home? I have. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Um, they've been uh, isolating themselves as well, talking to my to my grandmother and other family members through windows and things like that. Uh, um, they've they've been dad, very good. Dad's uh, birthday yesterday, right? Yes, it was my dad's birthday yesterday. He turned sixty-five, and um, so he's he he wouldn't look it, you know. 
you know. No, so uh, my missus is is a little bit happy, hoping that I look that way when I'm 65. But I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you so he's been too, man. Mm. Yeah, um, and I'm sure your missus will hope that she looks as well as your mother does when 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 they're that age as well, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well done, Bash. You'll be delighted with that now. <laughs> Easy now, Tiger. Easy. <laughs> mother, where do you get the looks from? It's not your mother at all. I think he, your father is one of my most favourite human beings on the planet. Um, closely behind your mother. Uh, I think she, she's just a little bit ahead of him. Um, they're two of the most interesting and loving and, uh, I don't know, most infectious people that I've ever met. And it would be the same for you and, and Jessica, your sister. I think you know that. Um, talk to me about, about growing up in that house. Like, your dad, like how he ended up in Cork. Tell us that. Let's start there. Let's go way back. Oh, way back. Um my dad, how he ended up in Cork, so he was, um, he'll kill me if I get the story wrong now, but I, I'm pretty sure he was living in Martinique, right? Um, little island boy, no money or anything, and he had to do his service in the army. So he came over to Paris um, and he was doing his service in the army and he, he broke his he broke his legs, so running was out the window, so he... Um, he had to become a, a DJ. So um, my dad started out in, in Martinique and, and um, he had to come and do a service in the army in, in Paris, in France. And um, he came and he was training at the same time he was doing a service. He broke his leg, started to DJ for an extra bit of money. He was he had a big Afro DJing in the Parisian clubs. You know, it was funny. <laughs> Seeing a few what? photos, was very funny. Yeah, yeah, huge Afro, huge. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, and so my mother came over to Paris doing uh, a year to learn French or whatever and um, fell in love with this DJ with an afro and um, started to hang out. And a year later, <laughs> Arthur comes over to Ireland to meet my grandparents for the first time in a white tuxedo and um, pull out all the raft. Uh, put out, I pulled out all the stops to, to, to make an impression with not a word of English. And uh Eventually, he settled there, and um, the rest is history. Yeah. Oh man, I love. I heard your granddad tell that story before about him opening the door to your dad standing there in a white tuxedo. Uh, in yeah. do they live in Bishop's Towers or is it Black Rock? Do they live in Black, Black Rock. Rock yeah. A bouquet of flowers and yeah. <laughs> a big roll. <laughs> yeah. Um, My granddad had probably like, never seen a black them, one before. Two of them are like that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, open dad, the door. What the dad heck? claims he's like I was the first black man in Cork to live in Cork, right? Yes, yes, yes. It's official, actually. Or so he says. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a legend! Mm. Um, and then I suppose you came along, and uh, your sister Jessica. We've I've seen many uh, uh, a home video of you uh, dancing um, and imitating her all the time. You're uh, you're obviously two of the closest. I think siblings I've ever come across. Tell me about mm. Jess. Oh, Jess, she's um, she's a legend. Yeah, as you know, um, she'd be like the female version 
the closest thing to the female version, bar my daughter, I've seen of myself, you know, she's just such an upbeat, outgoing person, uh, always happy, um, very good dancer, still second to me, but very good dancer, uh, loves raps, loves singing. Um, so, yeah, we, we had a very fun childhood. She told me the other day that she got onto you in in isolation and asked you for to recommend a Biggie Small song for her to learn the rap to. Uh, what did you tell her? One more chance. The <laughs> One more chance. Oh, my God. Probably the most explicit rap song Biggie has. Yeah. She gave it a good go, but I don't know how she loved it. it. She yeah. loved it. Um, I suppose she obviously went and married my bandmate, Dara Graham. Um, one of my favorite stories that he has is when he first went to your house to uh, to meet your parents when they were teenagers. And your dad was sitting across the table just like this, pretending like he had a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting him. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was shitting it. Yeah, yeah, it was very funny. I was probably only a seven or eight year old. I remember it. I remember how nervous Daryl was coming mm-hmm. over to the house, um, trying to impress Jessica all the time, whether it be playing tennis and jumping over a tennis net, trying to impress Jessica and falling flat in his face, all these things. He was really nervous with my dad's presence around the place. It was very, very funny. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> so, come here. That po- the positivity that we talked about at the, stop of the, the start of the show and that, uh, I don't know, you're just the happiest person, one of the happiest people that I've met. Um, is that something that you do you work on or is it like... Is that just come natural to you or do you do you wake up and you're like, I need to be ultimately positive all the time and happy and upbeat? Um, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be too much a conscious thing on my mind, you know. I just notice maybe from time to time if I start to get into a bad mood, just snap out of it or, or something, you know. And, um, you know, I constantly have my kids around me and, and, and positive people around me anyway you know I wouldn't tend to surround myself with with uh, negative people too much so um or as much as possible so um yeah every day is a, is a new day and a challenge for um me to go out and attack it and have fun and yeah try and make as mem- many memories as possible before you know the show's over so um try build up a big book of memories that's what I say to myself sometimes just have as much fun as possible Zeev, well, um, did, did um, with that kind of positivity, everybody kind of knows knows what you're like, <clears throat> and I know you mentioned a few times about um, playing, you know, spending some time in France or always being open to that move. It was obviously something you always kind of eyed up, but it just seems to just have nailed you. It just seems to be the perfect fit, and you seem to be absolutely loving life. It seems to be bringing out the best version of you. Definitely when you were playing, but now that you're not playing, just living in Paris and doing, yeah. doing whatever you want every day, it just seems like a perfect fit for you. Yeah, so I uh, couldn't couldn't have couldn't have worked out better. I don't think. Um, yeah, it, it's been perfect from from a rugby standpoint, from a lifestyle point of view, um, how my family have adapted to everything, uh, the language, my kids' schooling, and everything. You know, so there hasn't been one hiccup really where we've. Um, looked at each other and said oh what have we done you know every every day has been um has been has been incredible you know um 
even the bad days, you take them into it as well. You know, it's all part of the experience. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been great getting to play with some amazing players and some unbelievably talented. You see, like some of the tries we were capable of scoring. Like, um, it's an incredible rugby to be a part of. Um, and um, yeah, it's all the all the teammates, all my all the French lads, all the farm boys. They're all really really sound. Everybody gets on really, really well together. Different crack, obviously, to Munster, but um, there's a real good camaraderie there. And, um, yeah, there's a real uh, sense of, you know, we're going to win something uh, this season, we, we were hoping, but it's not probably not to be unless something drastic happens. But, yeah, we, we feel like we're pretty close and, and there's no team really that we fear. You see that when we went to Saracens and go to Tournament Park, doesn't matter where we go, we play ball, we, we're going to be in a chance of winning. So, um, yeah, it's very exciting to be a part of. Tell us about that. Tell us about the, the difference in, in crack because even even within Ireland, like Munster lads, they're, they're, I just remember the example was, was BJ Bogta. Whenever he was at Ulster, he got away with anything anything he just he used to park wherever he wanted did whatever he wanted turned up whatever time he wanted because he was a springbok and we all mm. we all just just kind of sucked up to him you know yeah, because yeah. he was he was class for us and then as soon as he signed for monster we we're like he's gonna get a rude awakening because <laughs> no, he was he was top of the pile with us and then no, just no one can ever slag him and give him a hard time and then it sounds like you boys got on top of him just because that monster the monster banter and slagging is just different to everywhere else Mm. Um, tell us about how how that kind of transfers or how that what it's like in, in, in racing compared to that because I remember hearing one story about um, Stephen Jones whenever he was at Claremont and uh, one of the lads walked in in a, a leather jacket or something something a little bit little bit flamboyant and um, he tried to Stephen Jones tried to try to slag him apparently and then all his teammates were like would you relax give him a break he's just trying to look he's trying to look good. <laughs> which is completely, completely like it's like culture shock, you know. Whenever you got there, did you did you have to adapt at all, or were you kind of biting your tongue at all? Uh, no, not so much. Not so much. Like the the French crack is very, very different. Um, they're they're a lot more sensitive when it comes to slagging. You know, you can't get away with some of the stuff you get away with in Ireland. You know, like it would be borderline assault over in France. Like you know the way <laughs> <laughs> the way they take it. Um, so it, it's it's interesting, you know, just to be a part of that different culture or whatever. But they, the, the lads still have a have a good time. There's a, a big in, international influence, like you know, it's an international change room. So skin would get the crack going, I would, or you know, a few of the Islander boys. There's a really good crack, but obviously, as you know, in in Munster and Ulster, well, there's less crack in Ulster, but in Munster, the, <laughs> the, the, there's a real uh, well said, yeah. <laughs> A real slagging mentality, you know. So you can't you can't come in, in in flashy clothes or whatever in Monster. You'd be you'd be laughed out the place. Um, and in, in Paris, it's like a fashion show. You should see Teddy. It is. It is. You should see. You should see the gears, Teddy Thomas. You know, uh, Vakatawa or. A few of the other brown boys come in, and it is outrageous. <laughs> like incredible, incredible. <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, different oh, stuff. It's like I think Trimby, you've nailed it. Where it's like you are, you are in the place where you should be right now, right? Um, I loved say, yeah. your, your proposal. Your proposal to Avira, uh, it in front of the Eiffel Tower and uh, singing was it Riptide? Mm. Um, most people yeah. would have. Most people would have gotten through a verse and and a chorus 
and that would have been us. Uh, <laughs> you, you sang the entire song. <laughs> <laughs> she was like rolling her she's rolling her eyes to the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Feed the kids. Yeah. Feed the kids. I need to enjoy it too. I had to have my moment. I had to have my moment. Uh, more about you down. than her, Steve's wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that went down the trees. So, any plans, any dates set? Um, we're looking at summer twenty twenty one, but um, just depending on how everything goes, it could be it could be on pause, you know. So, um, we just have to see how everything develops, and yeah, get married. I know, a good wedding band, man. I know, I know. I I'd have to lead it though, you know. I'd have to. Well, I'm not talking about Hermitage Green now. I'm talking about me and Trimby. We're oh, pretty, really? pretty <laughs> sick drum and bass uh, duo at the moment. Um, okay. So we will learn the entire back catalogue of Biggie Smalls, so you can just come up and have the crack. Okay, that's the deal. But that's come here, we, uh, we Ulster Rugby live stream. We're going to give Trimby his moment here, right? Ulster Rugby live stream the 2012 Heineken Cup quarter final in Thoman Park between Munster and Ulster yesterday, and I sat, <laughs> I sat and I watched it. Who puts and, up highlights uh, of a quarter final? <laughs> Come on, lads. Have some standards for it was a big moment. <laughs> Why don't you put up the final? Why don't you put up the final? <laughs> First thing I noticed uh, was how uh, how dreamy Pinar looked. He looked incredible. Have you seen him now? <laughs> By contrast, mm. yeah. <laughs> and he was just smashing penalties left, right, and center. He was incredible. Um, Zeb, you went well. I think you, yeah, you, you got on the outside of me there. I think Ian Humphreys kind of sold me up the river a little bit and made it very difficult. <laughs> I'm gonna blame him for that. Uh, well, he has no recollection of this game whatsoever, man. Zero, zero whatsoever. <laughs> I remember, the, in fairness to him, the only thing I do remember is Craig's try, which was a great try, in fairness to him. So that really should've, set him on the mantle. Should have passed it. Yeah, <laughs> you were. You, you were you were lucky, Trimby. I'll give you that. You hung in there, like. Yeah, yeah, we were. And you're right. It, it's it's shameful that like that was that was honestly one of my favorite days in an in an Ulster jersey because because no one ever went down there. No one ever went down there, and like beat us up a little bit, certainly in the first half, and then just as you say, hung in there. But it, it, it's even shameful that that is such a highlight for me. And then you watch the game back, and we had like twenty percent possession or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I yeah. Literally defending you guys for ages. Yeah, yeah, um, it was funny. Yeah. I couldn't believe how little ball he had. I was blown oh. away. But look, mm. we'll give you a nod. Uh, but I suppose the two you had more of a, a joint, uh, beautiful memory in Chicago, two thousand and what year was that, lads? Sixteen, seventeen, sixteen. 16. Yeah, talk me through that. Tui on either wing, beating the All Blacks for the first time. Special day. Yeah, very special day. Um, one of my one of my favourite days in an Irish jersey, I'd say yourself as well, Trimby. Um, you know, being the first team to beat the All Blacks was obviously incredibly special. Um, uh, but yeah, I think the whole week around it, wasn't it, Trimby, that was really yeah. good. 
Uh, with the Chicago Bears playing the the World Series or the was it the Bears? No, the Cubs. Cubs. Yeah. Cubs. Yeah. The Cubs playing in the World Series at the same time. So Chicago was crazy, crazy at the time. The streets were flooded. Everybody screaming for the for the Cubs to to go and win. And they won it the night before our game, wasn't it? I think. Uh, or two days before our game. I or think something. it was a couple of days then, before because there was a there was a parade then after they came back yeah. and then. Parade moved out, and then I think we played them the day after that. Yeah, yeah, the parade. Yeah, they, so it was like over a hundred years since they had won the World Series, and then we played the All Blacks, and it's like 111 years since we beat them. So we had two basically mass gatherings going at it on that Saturday night. It was unbelievable. It was, the whole week in general was uh, it was amazing. Probably my uh, my favorite memory. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's something about it. It was, it was uh, everybody. Whenever you think about highlights and games, like the, the for example, that that uh, Munster Ulster game, that quarterfinal. I don't remember anything else apart from the game. But there was, it was the whole week, the whole build up, the buzz, the excitement, uh, yeah. and then everybody was jet lagged, so everybody was really sociable. Everybody was out for coffees at, at you know half six, seven o'clock in the morning, and yeah. spent loads of time together. There was a real buzz. Um, it yeah, was incredible. It was, it was definitely. It was one of the. It was. It was definitely the highlight for me. Uh, one of those yeah. moments you look back and it was just. Yeah, so, all right, sorry, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. So we're in it. Right. <laughs> but um. All right. Tell us, about the, tell us about the time you nearly beat them, uh, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! <laughs> yes, good. Good week as well. Yeah. It was better than. It was better than a win, lads. It was better. Yeah. Better, better than my first cap anyway. Come back my close to raise the heart and so dash them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so with those memories in mind, Zeebs, uh, any any ideas whether you'll return to Cork, your beloved Cork, and maybe pull back on the Munster jersey, the Irish jersey? If I, if, if you know, you never know um, how contract time goes, etc. Um, I'd imagine... Next season, I'll, I'll be with wrestling, so it'll be after that that I'll I'll um, see where I, I I go or see what I decide to do. I don't know if you know how um, how rugby and everything will be going then. So um, we'll see. Yeah, um, I obviously love home. I love Cork. I'd be a very um, um, proud man, uh, proud native of where I'm from, um, and to obviously playing Monster in Tolman Park is incredibly special and to, to have got, gotten back there with wrestling to be able to to do that you know it, it showed me again just how special it was especially when they're baying for your blood so um yeah it was it was obviously something i'd love to do but you always don't get what you want and your cards are dealt different ways so we we'll just have to see how everything plays out mm. <laughs> 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 okay say nothing, say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What yeah. to, I don't know. I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we'd love to have you back, man. We would absolutely love to have you back any day. So the door is open. I can. <laughs> I can speak for everyone when I say that. Um, you, right. You know, if you're familiar with the show, I've been reviewing and albums, and we are die by Notorious B.I.G. Talk to me about your relationship with this album. My relationship with this album, awesome, awesome album. It was probably one of the the first couple of rap 
albums that I, I picked up and as soon as I picked it up and, 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 and listened to it, you know, I fell in love with Biggie's voice and, and his flow. That's the, that's the main thing for me, his flow. And no matter what beat you put down, he'll make it sound good. So um, I really, you know, have a strong connection with him. He'd be my favorite rapper. And this album has some incredible songs like Juicy, uh, Who Shot You? Obviously, that has a lot of history with Tupac. You've got One More Chance, one of my favorite explicit raps. Um, yeah, you, you've just got so many. Give me the loop. You know, you got um, so many classics, so many, um, so many beats that came around and they were, you know, pioneers of the genre. You know, you'd never heard sounds like these before when it comes to hip hop. And, you know, Biggie himself, he's just the, the master, especially Juicy is probably the biggest track on this album, I'd imagine. I think that's my favorite, just because the bass line mm. is so infectious and so class. I've been learning that all week. Um, <laughs> I've been listening. To, I've been listening to it a lot, and I I feel personally feel more gangster that I've been listening because I've been listening to it for three days now. Um, oh man! So yeah, I was like playing it for the kids this morning, the babies, and they I could see they felt a little bit more gangster as well. Uh, <laughs> turn turn that hat backwards, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of us now, my man. <laughs> that that go line with your positivity and your and your upbeat personality. Yes, yes, brother. Music, yeah. style, it's all one. It's all one. I love it. Yeah, Trimby, you need to get on this stuff, man. Yeah, no, 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 gangster. Um, one, time, one time Nick Williams went to give me a fist bump before we went out in the pitch and I high-fived his fist bump <laughs> oh no uh, that's, that sums me up right there <laughs> well we can highly recommend anyone who wants to feel gangster listen to that album it's absolutely you're right the flow I heard a lot of people I watched a few documentaries and the flow that he has I think was what everyone spoke about so you nailed it mm. uh, film of the week we're talking isolation so we've gone with 28 days later uh, Zombieland and uh, what was the other one I am a robot legend <laughs> is it I am legend would you have a favourite of the three of them I'm legend um... Zombieland or I'd say I am legend, probably. I, I really like Will Smith. I, I like uh, him as an actor. I think he, he's incredible. And this was a very different side to, uh, I think, his acting performances prior to that. So um, to be isolated like that and have no one around is kind of like Castaway or something. You know, it's you really focus on his actual acting skills. And I thought he was unbelievable in that. So I'd watch that again, no problem. Barry, you had you had an issue. You didn't like I Am Legend, but did, you said you watched the uh, the alternative ending. What happens at the end? I haven't seen that. One. I didn't like. I I I I find Will Smith very difficult to watch. I think his acting is shit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Small bit of a contrast there, and how we're thinking. We're not going to beat around the bush here, Zeebs. Um, not so gangster anymore. Sure, he's not Zeebs. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you can put the hat forward again, Barry. I prefer, I prefer Tom Hanks Castaway personally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Um, I, 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 the alternate end, ending is, um, I don't know what the real ending is because I've only watched it, the alternate ending, but the zombie has a bird at the end and he falls in love with his bird and Will Smith saves his bird and then he seems to be grand 
the zombies then go off. Is that, that what happens in the real one, no? No, no, they smash through, they start headbutting. Um, uh, I, th- I think the zombies in I Am Legend, whenever they're, they're in his lab at the end, and they're running up. I think they look a little bit like O'Connell whenever he was on the IV drip that time. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Are you so, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. And they were running, and they were running, they were on their head, butting the glass, and they eventually headbutt yeah. it enough times that they break through and kill him. They look exactly like O'Connell. O'Connell, <laughs> 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 like against Ulster that day, where he was just trying to break through the brick wall with his face, but you were just holding <laughs> off. Trimby, <laughs> um, you watched Twenty Eight Days Later last night. Yeah, I think you were right to warn me. Um, as he was, we were going to do Twenty Eight Days Later, and that was it. But um, he okay. got like twenty minutes into, it and it was too scary and depressing. And he texts me, and he's like, "I'm not going to watch it. It's not good. It's not good for my mental health." So, so he, just, he just he just ditched it. I got a bit sucked into it. Only realized I hadn't seen it before. I thought I'd seen it before, but um, it's it's we it's a weird movie. I really enjoyed it though. I loved it. I got sucked in. But um, it looks like it's it's recorded. On someone's Sony Ericsson in like the early nineties, <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's weird. You can't really like you can't. It's really weirdly cut and the, the sounds um, really strange. But anyway, apart from that, I thought it was great. The sound is crap. So you're list, you're watching it and you can't really hear what they're saying. So you're like going onto the screen, like trying to hear what Kelly Murphy is saying. And then a fucking zombie bursts through a window, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> turning it down as quickly as possible um, but yeah scared the shit out of me it wasn't good for I would not recommend anyone to watch that during isolation what I would recommend watching is Zombieland by with Bill Murray and uh, Jesse what's his face Jesse Eisen, Eisenberg yeah. that is the isolation film you need to watch because it's hilarious and uh, it doesn't make you freak out so I think that's what's important. Don't freak out. It'll all be great. So look, okay, we've got across the board there. All three of them got a bit of a vote. Mm. Well done, lads. Um, Chimby, Zebra, we're just going fin- to finish out the show with you on. Is that all right? With me what? We're going to finish out the show just with you on here. So we normally hang up and say and say goodbye, but we're just going to keep you on there. Because you make us look cooler. Zeebs, yeah. we're assuming yeah, we're assuming you've got nowhere else to go, <laughs> yeah. and and you're happy to commit another five minutes. Um, no problem. <laughs> so yeah, so we've been uh, chatting to, we've been getting a lot more interaction from our penguins. Uh, so a big thank you to Mark Hill. First of all, our penguin last week, Sam, was incredible. Uh, he was chatting away. We were only supposed to have him on for about five minutes, and then half an hour into it. I looked over and Barry's face was like the 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 a heart the heart eye emoji. He just fell in love with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he's incredible. Yeah, and we were talking movies, Zeebs, and then yeah. um, I, we were chatting away. Me and Barry were opinionated, right? Got off it, and then he told us that he's a documentary movie maker. <laughs> the two of us had been talking about how we know more movies, and we were like critically analyzing all these movies and stuff. So. Uh, anyway, Sam was Penguin of the Week last week, but this week, um, Mark Hill did a great job of superimposing um, faces of myself, Bat, um, uh, Baz and Pat on the Leon poster, uh, which was very enjoyable. Um, my oh, long look of Dubai was exactly the way exactly the way I turned to look at you, but 
Um, uh, Gordon Edgar as well. Uh, he's been training his triplets um, to get them ready for to win the <clears throat> triple crown 2038. Um, Gordon, I'd say you're devastated. Uh, we're in isolation and you're stuck <laughs> training your triplet 24-7. <laughs> but, but maybe for that uh, alone, we might give him Penguin of the Week. Um, yeah. So I would encourage all of our Penguins. Uh, I assume you're a Penguin now, Zeebs. Uh, just keep getting in touch. Keep things fresh uh, and uh, stay safe and stay close and uh, give us plenty of giggles. Mm. Yeah, I I'm loving it. They've been sending us loads of videos. Have either of you watched uh, Carla Spencer doing trick shots on Twitter? Oh, incredible. Incredible. Yeah, and that back, uh, back kick, oh my God. Back kick. He did that yeah. like the third shot. The third shot, yeah. Some back out. Quaid Cooper. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Cooper had one this morning with an American football. If you haven't seen it, check it out on his Instagram. It's ridiculous. So... Keep those common penguins. And Zeebs, if you've got any trick shots you can show us, which I'm sure you do. The, uh, yeah. the, the, yeah. the, the Quee Cooper and the Carla Spencer, are they um, uh, are they similar to, to Ben Best and Roy Best in the, on the 3G in the back garden? <laughs> Did you see this video? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> I can't get my time back. I can't get my time back. <laughs> Oh, oh to, to be fair, it was one. There was one moment it was hilarious because he's um, coaching away with Ben, <laughs> and then um, Richie, the, the four-year-old, walks out dressed as Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant! Listening to Bestie coach is hilarious. I I can't picture him as a coach in my head. That's why I found it so funny. I I couldn't watch it. Is oh, he's hilarious. You know Good old Pablo. Well. Yeah. I'll have to check this out. All right, right lads, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Zeebs, thank you so much for joining us, man. You're an absolute legend. Um, enjoy the rest of isolation. Put the foot up. Put the feet up. Uh, listen to more tunes, and hopefully, we'll see you on the other side, man. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks a million for having me. Um, really enjoyed it, and congrats again, Trimby, on the quarterfinal. And Baz, I'll see you soon. all right everybody you've been listening and watching baz and andrews house of rugby here on joe together with guinness thanks a million to pat and to all our crew uh, all over the country who made this possible again thank you to jamie kearns and thank you to zeebs uh party on hey party on cheers brothers party on you were listening to baz and andrews house of rugby on joe together with guinness Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.